Welcome to Spread-Led Life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Dion Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Enjoy. Good day and welcome to Healing Ministries International. I'm Pastor Stephen Hockey and I'm so happy to be with you to teach you the Word of God today. Before we get into the Word, before we do everything, let's open up in prayer and it's going to be a wonderful time in the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you for this time in your presence, Lord. We thank you for the Word, Lord, the Word of Revelation and understanding, Father. Thank you that people, Lord, will get something new today. Father, as the Word is spoken, Lord, that it will change lives and renew minds in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I even pray as as we are ministering that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that you will go forth and that you will heal bodies, that you will change lives, Lord, and that something amazing will happen around the world today in this moment in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I want to share something very special with you that the Lord has placed on my heart in this lockdown period that we find ourselves, and it is this, why miracles? Why is it necessary for us to operate in the supernatural power of God? Because I've found that a lot of churches in this lockdown period stopped moving in the power of God because it might seem awkward or strange, you know, going over a stream and doing something. So yes, we've we've been pumped with the Word. I mean, the Word teaching has been great. We've been growing and the Holy Spirit has been filling us that way. But there has been a lack in many circles where people haven't been praying for the sick and there hasn't been prophecy and there hasn't been a sign or there hasn't been an example of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, the gifts in operation. But I felt like the, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and he gave me reasons on why the church should never stop operating in the supernatural power of God. And we're going to, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be speaking about around 10 reasons. We'll see how the Holy Spirit leads us on why it is important to flow in the supernatural power of God. And it's going to be good. And one thing that I'm going to say from from the get-go is that there are no excuses. There are no excuses to not operating in the supernatural power of God. God has called each and every one of us. We cannot say, well, I'm a teacher of the Word, so the gifts don't apply to me. Or I'm a prophet, so only the gift of prophecy flows through me. No, if you're a pastor, it doesn't matter which office you're in. Even if you're not standing in an office of, of ministry, even if you're just a Christian, you are called to also flow in the supernatural power of God. There are no excuses. And in these uh, next couple of weeks, I'm going to show you out of the Word of God how important it is for us to demonstrate the gospel of Jesus Christ with signs and miracles following us every day of our lives. Amen. But before we do that, I want to just speak a bit on the anointing. Uh, I, I know you've probably heard this and we hear a lot of pastors say that the anointing costs everything. Well, it does. That is true. The anointing costs everything. To flow in the supernatural power of God, we have to be sensitive always to the guiding of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That means I have to be sensitive. That means I have to get into the quiet place. That means I have to be seeking the Lord uh, a lot of the time because God operates and uses people that are hungry for Him. 
Amen. He's not going to use just anyone. The Bible says he doesn't throw the pearls to the swine because God doesn't waste the gifts. The, the gifts are there for people that are hungry and then they are there to meet the needs of the people that you are ministering to. Amen. And I, I heard a lot of people say, especially when, when speaking on this topic, that, you know, um, but a, Jesus said a perverse generation seeks after a sign. Now, we're speaking about sign wonders and miracles today, and it is very important to understand that signs, wonders, and miracles are not perverse. That is not what Jesus said. In Matthew 12, verse 38, we find, and 39, I'm going to read them both to you, we find that uh, the Pharisee approaches Jesus, and he said, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. We want to see a sign from you. But look what Jesus says. Jesus says in the next verse, verse 39, But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given ex uh, to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Now we have to understand who Jesus was speaking to here and why he was addressing what he was addressing because it's very important because a lot of people now take the scripture and they say well signs and wonders and miracles that is for the old olden days that is for the disciples back then and if you're chasing after those things uh, you're a perverse and adulterous gen generation all right let, let's just touch one thing quickly he was speaking to Pharisees that approached him that were seeking a sign. And why were they seeking, number one, the sign? They were seeking a sign for their own gain, and they were seeking a sign for entertainment. There's, there's two very important keys here, because they, they're looking for something. Because the Jewish people and the Pharisees were seen as high up in their community, and they were very well respected. Now, when they saw Jesus operating in signs, wonders, and miracles, what they did was now they, they saw an opportunity where they can exalt themselves even higher by saying, well, Jesus is a Pharisee. Perform more miracles, Jesus, because when you do that, you make all of us look great. If you understand my picture, if you understand what I'm saying. So a, a perverse generation is going to change. They're going to they're gonna cause this thing to to be perverted. They're going to want the signs, the wonders, the miracles to, to lift themselves up, to boost their egos, to, to make them seem more important than they are. Now what happens is we are not like that. If you're seeking a sign, if you're flying and operating in uh, wonders and miracles like we were called to do, because that's what Jesus said, we are, uh, we are to do the signs that he did, and even greater works than these you will do because I go to my Father. That is what he said. Now, if we do this, we are not doing this for our own benefit. We operate in miracle signs and wonders to meet the needs of the individuals out there. And we're going to touch on this, um, but bear with me, we're going to get there. But we have to remember, when we flow in, in, in the miracles, I'm not doing it for my own gain. If you're going to do this for your own gain, you, you're no better than a, a Pharisee. But we flow in miracles. We flow in this power so that we can change the world. That is why we flow in, in miracles. So why miracles? 
Number one, because it allows us to change the world around us. It, we change the world around us by flowing in the supernatural. Matthew 12, verse 9 to 15 says, Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had with, a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? that they might accuse him. Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and it falls into a pit on, on the Sabbath, and therefore uh, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? How much more value than, I than this is a man than a sheep? Right, there's, a, there's a good answer that Jesus gives. He says, Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. So we know that he just stretched out his hand, and, and Jesus performed a miracle on the man. He just touched that man, and he was healed. But when Jesus knew it, like he knew that now they're plotting against him. The Pharisees are out to get him. But when Jesus knew that, and when he knew it, he withdrew from there, and a great multitude followed him, and he healed them all. So he healed them all. And it's powerful to note, take note that Jesus did not stop anyone fr from getting reached or getting touched or being healed or set free or delivered. So the question, why do we stop people from coming to church to receive miracles and tell them, no, that is was only for back then when Jesus didn't stop anyone from receiving a healing. It says that Jesus healed them all. Jesus, Jesus went so far as to break the law of the Pharisees on the Sabbath day to say, no, I'm going to heal people on the Sabbath day because their need is much greater than your tradition. I mean, I hope you're getting this. Their need is much greater than your tradition. And that is very important. If Jesus was willing to go above and beyond to reach a soul, we should be willing to go above and beyond to reach a soul as well. Not just preach the word. Yes, we do preach the word. I'm preaching the word right now. But there must be a demonstration of the word followed by signs, wonders, and miracles so that the gospel can be made alive and still living today. Jesus is living today. He's not living in the past. He's alive today. We just celebrated Easter weekend and God is alive. Jesus is alive and he still does what he did back then. I mean, he's still graceful as he was graceful back then. He is still operating as he operated back then. So it never stopped. And Jesus is willing and he still heals today. He healed yesterday and he will continue to heal until to. Uh, until tomorrow okay so we have to remember this if jesus didn't withhold miracles we shouldn't withhold miracles it should be a part of our christian walk as he is so are we my dad taught about this a couple weeks ago why uh, what is a christian and we are called to be like jesus amen and if we are called to be like christ if christ operated in the miracles we should also operate in sign wonders and miracles as well amen Never withhold that from the people. Don't stop whatever argument there is from you going out and getting people healed and set free. So number one, miracles. And you can start writing things down. Um, we're going to get into a lot of points now. So why are 
signs, wonders, and miracles important for the modern day we are in? Number one, because signs, wonders, and miracles show us His glory, but not just that, we release glory into the atmosphere when signs, wonders, and miracles start taking place. When we know that we are glory carriers, if you go study the word glory, it is kavot. It means that uh, the glory of God and the glory of God lives inside of us. Jesus lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit is inside of us. Now, when we step into a building, when we step into a room, we release glory into the atmosphere. When we pray and we have a, a, a wonderful church service and you start feeling the presence of God, it's because the presence of God is released from every individual in the church. There is a glory that is released into the atmosphere. And so people start having this encounter with, with God. That is why you can also encounter God in your quiet place. Because as soon as I start pray, praying, God is not way up there a million miles away from me. No, he, he lives inside of me. And so when I speak to God, I speak to him here. I don't speak to him up there because the glory lives inside of us. Now, when we flow in the supernatural, natural we release that glory but we also show off that glory to a lost and dying world so we are revealing god's glory to the world john 2 verse 11 says this and i'm going to tell you guys a wonderful story john 2 verse 11 this beginning of signs jesus did in cana of galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him so Jesus was starting to perform the, the beginning of signs and miracles of his ministry. And what happened? It manifested his glory. When we start to operate in, in the supernatural, it starts to manifest his glory. Not our glory, his glory into the atmosphere. Now, a couple of verses before this, we see Jesus' first miracle. John 2, verse 4 and 5. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? So a little background story. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, came to Jesus, and we know the, the whole story. There was a wedding feast. Everything was going so wonderful, and uh, you know, all of a sudden the wine um, runs out, and the next moment uh, Mary comes to Jesus, and she says, Jesus, you need to do something. You need to do something about this. You need to make... Get somehow get more wine into this wedding because there's a need of a miracle. Now, I always found it so interesting and amazing. We, we teach about Jesus, this being his very first miracle. We know he was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, his ministry started and he started flowing in the signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, the interesting thing for me, and this is just food for thought, how did Mary know? that Jesus could do these miracles. I mean, it's not like Jesus was walking around changing water into wine <laughs> everywhere he was going. Or he, he, Back then, he wasn't even healing the sick. He hadn't even started that side of the, uh, of the ministry yet. So how did Mary know that Jesus had something? After 30, 30 years of knowing Jesus, how did she know that he was able to perform a miracle like this? And I just find it so amazing. But look at what, what happens. In, let's read it again. Verse 4. Jesus said to a woman, What does your concern have to do with me? So Jesus saying, like, What does this problem have to do with me? I don't, <laughs> what is the people not having wine? Uh, what, what does, why does that bother me? I, I, don't, I don't care about the, the wine being empty. But she said, and, and Jesus said, My hour has not yet come. 
Now this is very important. My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now I find it again amazing that uh, Mary decides to ignore Jesus' reply completely. Jesus says to her, listen, the, the time is not yet. How did Jesus know the time was not yet? Because we know that Jesus said he only does what he, what he hears the Father tell him to do, and he only you know, speaks what his Father tells him to speak. So we must know that if Jesus knew it wasn't the hour for his revealing, then it was because the Father told him the hour was not yet. He, he never did anything outside of the will of the Father. But his mother decided to go against that and say, well, that doesn't matter to me. She turns to the servants and says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. So Mary had extreme faith. Now, could it be that Mary, she had this revelation of Jesus and she understand the ability and the power that Jesus had that she out of her expectant heart could have possibly changed the mind or the heart of the Father of the revealing of, her, uh, of the Son, Jesus Christ. Because who knows, it, the revealing might have been a lame man to get up or maybe <laughs> to go walk on the water as the first miracle, if you're getting what I'm, what I'm saying. What, it, what could have been the first revealing miracle that would have exposed Jesus to the world? Because Jesus knew this, this wasn't it. But Mary's faith could have caused the Father's heart to change that released Jesus and gave this moment to be the start of his ministry. Now that is powerful, telling me that we, through our faith, have the ability to move God, to change circumstances, to be the, uh, able to believe for healings, to be able to believe for financial breakthroughs, to be able to believe for whatever miracle it could be, but as long as we are expectant for the Father to do it. If you have an expectancy within you, miracles can happen that will release the glory that will start seeing signs, wonders, and miracles taking place, even if it's not the environment for it. Because let's be honest, a wedding wasn't a place for miracles to start taking place. But yet, her faith caused Jesus to release glory into the atmosphere, to perform a miracle. And the wonderful thing that happened, if you continue or jump back to John 2 verse 11, where it says, now he manifested his glory. And what happened? His disciples believed in him. It caused them to believe in Jesus. So a miracle that took place that got hooked the, the disciples into him and that caused him to believe. Now, I had this wonderful revelation that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can be 10,000 people in the building. It will not bring God into the room based on the amount of numbers. That does has nothing to do with bringing God into a building. But if there is one hungry person in a crowd of 10,000 people, it will bring him in. God is not worried about the crowd, but he is worried about the one who has an expectant heart that will release him into the atmosphere to start seeing miracle signs, wonders change. Because if there's one or two or three that have a willing heart, even if you're a small group of people watching now, you have the ability to release Jesus into the atmosphere and change the atmosphere and create an atmosphere of miracles where you can start seeing salvation, you can start seeing healing, you can start 
start seeing breakthrough. You can start seeing change in your life. If you can only believe it, be expectant for a miracle because what does it do, number one? If you are expectant for a miracle, it releases the Lord in the, in the atmosphere and we can start seeing change. That is why we find that so many people or so many churches out there don't experience any form of change or moves of God because there are no hungry people expecting and releasing glory into the atmosphere, creating an atmosphere of change and revival. Hallelujah. So miracles are important. John 14, verse 12 and 13, uh, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, again, that he who believes is not just the referring to disciples. He is referring to every believer, every believer that believes in Jesus Christ. That includes you. That includes me. That every single person who believes the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And he continues in verse 13, and he says, And whatever you ask in my name, which is the name of Jesus, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now it is amazing. People don't ask God for healings. People don't ask God for breakthroughs. People don't ask God for the miraculous because they don't believe that He can do it. The moment you start speaking, the moment you start declaring, the moment you start asking, you can start seeing a change in the atmosphere. Now, what does God say? Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. And Jesus said, even greater works than these you will do because he goes to the Father. You'll even do greater works than, than Jesus did. I didn't say that. The Bible says that Jesus himself spoke in, the, in, in this verse where he said, you will do greater works, but you have to be willing to step out in faith and believe that God can do it. If we don't believe that he can do it, he's not going to do it. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to happen. But if you ask in my name that I will do and the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, every single time you ask for a miracle, every single time you pray for someone and believe that they'll get healed, it is not for your glorification that you are asking this but every single time the father does what you ask he is glorified through the son so there is glory and there is honor that goes to the father every single time a prayer is answered it's not for me it's not for that person but god does it so that he can be glorified listen you don't have to uphold god's reputation he can do it himself so you just stand up in faith you pray you believe and he has his own reputation to handle and he will do it so that glory could go to him so he'll be honored and people will believe in him hallelujah believe you have to believe that jesus can do it not just can do it but he wants to do it he wants to bless people he he he's actually waiting for us to to ask him to do things so that he can go out and we can see but we have to remember the pharisees they wanted all of the wonders they wanted all of the signs they were mesmerized by jesus but they wanted this for their own gain they wanted this for their own amusement so jesus rebuked them 
for what they wanted. But if we can change our mindset to understand, I am a kingdom child. I am kingdom minded. When I am kingdom minded, I'm not worried about the me, myself and I. I'm worried about Jesus Christ and growing and expanding his kingdom. So Lord, I pray, give me the power. Lord, flow through me. Lord, let miracle signs and wonders operate in my life. Not for me, not for my amusement, not for my gain. But Lord, there are many people out there that need healing, that need breakthroughs, that need signs, that need wonders, that need to have a revelation of who you are, Lord. There are too many people that are struggling to just understand the word, the Logos word, but there must be a Holy Spirit demonstration. There must be power with the word so that whenever I go out, I can prove the Jesus that I speak about is alive still today. And when I do that, all glory is given to the Father and we release Him into the atmosphere. Amen. There where you are right now, I want to I pray for you. You might say, well, Stephen, this is all wonderful, but I don't even know this God that you're speaking about. I don't even know about this, this Jesus you are talking about. But it sounds amazing. You know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for all of your sins? That, you know... Uh, we just celebrated Easter, the, how he died on the cross. His blood was shed for all of your sins, every single thing you did in your past, and that he rose again on the third day, that he is alive and willing to set you free and take all of your burdens upon himself. Did you know that? And if you want to, and if I can ask you this question, if you died right now, where would you go? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Now, I know that that question might shock you and you ne no one might have ever asked you that question before. But think about it. If you died this very second, where would you go? Where would you go? Would you, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell and would you spend eternity in hell? Now, Jesus is here and he's listening and he's watching and he's waiting for you to just accept him he's waiting for you to say jesus i want you to save me and the moment you do that he will save you now if you want to give your heart to jesus and you don't want to go to hell but spend eternity in heaven with jesus i want you to pray this prayer after me say with me heavenly father today i stand before you a sinner and i confess all my sins to you Jesus, I know that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe you rose again on that third day and that you are alive. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. And Jesus, I ask you that you would please wash me clean from all my sins. And I ask you, Lord to please come and live in my heart. And Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for washing me clean with your precious blood. I believe that now, from this moment on, I will not go to hell, but I will go to heaven. Now thank you, Jesus, that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we are so thankful to the Lord for saving your soul. You no longer will you go to hell, but you will go to heaven because you believe in the, in the Son of God, the Savior of the world, Jesus. And uh, if you were blessed by this uh, message, please remember you can follow us at dionhockey.org. 
and uh, go check out our website. You can also follow us on Facebook. Just search Dion Hockey. You can uh, always keep up. We also have podcasts and a lot of cool things that you can go experience. So we love you guys and we thank you for listening and taking this time. We'll catch you next week as we continue with Why Miracles. Have a blessed and awesome time in the Lord. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.